everybody, welcome to the Vanquish Your Business Demons podcast with Andrea Bristol and Julia Stock. Hello. Hi, everyone. So, Nigel from Newbury has sent in a request for a topic. <laughs> he has, yeah. Which is? <laughs> which is, what do you do if one of your clients doesn't like one of your team members? Excellent question from Nigel and Newbury. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Um, so this is a topic where actually the short glib answer is probably the right answer. But, you know, we can still talk about this. Yeah, um, yeah. How you react is how you choose to react and kind of mm. comes back to your fundamental ethos of how you run your business. And we've spoken okay. before about how we are as flexible as we choose to be. Mm. Well, you can get as upset as you like with the situation, but ultimately the client is entitled to decide that one of your members of staff is annoying, yeah. incompetent, grumpy, ugly, thick, whatever it was that they managed to do to wind that person up mm -hmm. um it, yeah you can choose to get all hoity-toity about it but ultimately um unless there is a really good reason like that member of staff is the only member of staff that can do that thing, thing. yeah yeah um you're swapping them out yeah yeah absolutely um how big a fuss you choose to make of it again is your choice around your flexibility um it is worth digging around to find out what the member of staff did because mm -hmm. they will have done something something yeah yeah um and this is where the 50 percent rule comes in okay the 50 percent rule it says that 50 percent of everything that goes wrong is our fault Yes. So when a member of your team falls out with a client, there is a nugget. It doesn't matter how deranged the client is, how stupid the, the, the what happened is, mm -hmm. there is a nugget in there yeah. around what we did as a business, what the member of staff did as an individual to create that circumstance. Yeah. Your job as the business owner is to find out what that nugget of learnering is yeah. and apply it. Yeah. That may be yeah. learnering that the individual staff member needs to do. Mm -hmm. You know, deodorant is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Think of all the different reasons <laughs> why. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, that's a really easy, <laughs> obvious one. Um, yeah. You know, maybe we need to reflect about our communication style. Yes, mm. calling the client and ask to their face was not a great plan. Um, <laughs> you know, this deeply religious client, yes, is justified in being offended by you wearing hot pants and a teeny tiny vest. Yeah. Um, I once had a member of staff. Um, we used to assess childcare qualifications. So we were in mm. day nurseries. And we once had an ex-manager. She actually used to own a chain of nurseries. And mm. she thought it was okay to turn up to assess somebody dressed in a teeny tiny vest and hot pants. 
Wow. And couldn't understand why the nursery manager didn't think that was appropriate wear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's one of those where, you know, you have, you know, people talk about where do company dress codes come from? Mm. Right there. Yes. <laughs> right <laughs> there is where a dress code yeah. comes from. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they don't, and, and unless you're one of those people who's very control freaky, um, yeah. or you work in a particular environment where a dress code is being imposed on you, mm-hmm. generally dress codes come out of somebody doing something really mindlessly stupid. Yeah, we have one, one dress, one rule. We have one rule and that is no logos. Um, because we might be representing an alternative brand. Yes. And I've, I've had that situation um, before. Um, and it was, yeah, painful. <laughs> and there's not really yeah. any way out of it apart from to apologise and go, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. But yeah. also, oh, client, yeah, are kind of overreacting just a little bit, maybe. Yeah, it, to be fair, it was an ambassador as well as a staff <laughs> member, so they should not have been wearing the alternative brand. But yeah, it just you know you live and learn. Absolutely, Unless, well written down. Yes, <laughs> <And> reminders. <laughs> um, yeah, it was yeah. when UGG boots first came out, and you're having Ooh. to tell people no, these are not appropriate workwear, and you know we train a lot. We trained a lot of. Um, women from different religious backgrounds where Mm. modesty is considered important in a very heavily female workforce so we had the emotional sleeve rule you had to have a sleeve even if it was the teeniest tiniest cap sleeve you had to have an emotional sleeve yeah um and your skirt or shorts or whatever had to go down to your knees and that wasn't a boy girl thing i didn't want to see the men's thighs either like yeah it's um you know there's there's yes and and just respectful. yes um, and no yeah. i don't want to see your tummy button oh. you know on either case you know if you're skinny enough to pull it off and look amazing let's face it everybody hates you <laughs> because you can and if you're like the rest of us and lumpy and bumpy then <laughs> nobody needs to see that it's very true yeah um, but yeah clothing clothing was just def- i've definitely had um yeah that you know an appropriate where that has come that's something that has come up with with clients and i think um yeah I mean, it's always always i think we have to always be respectful you know i think that's yeah and you know, it's things like yeah. hoodies i i i have a thing you know I, I know everybody's work where I know mine has massively chilled out since COVID. Mm. Um, but there's something about wearing a hoodie to work. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I'm looking at some um, branded clothing yep. at the moment um, for the team. And I'm looking at, and somebody said, can we have a hoodie? And I'm like well you're allowed to have a hoodie but you not not for not i'm not paying for it for workwear because i don't think it's work 
it's not it's not workwear well it's not professional workwear no it's like you know chill out if we if we were sort of chilling out in the bar after a conference type thing maybe but even then i say no because we're still working so yeah it's uh, if you were an events company yes then the hoodie would be different context is really important that's very true it's very true yeah um so going back to nigel from newbury's question indeed um yeah it's understanding what went wrong Mm. then you're kind of in the how you react to what went wrong um and you do need to have a good rummage around and find out because one it could be a learning opportunity for the member of staff two it could be a storm in a teacup you know the client was just having a really bad day that happens yeah swap the member of staff out reassure them that they did nothing wrong the client's a psychopath yes it hurts but they're probably best off out of there um really think about who you're picking to replace them yeah um and make sure they're sturdy enough to cope brief them yeah think about giving them a preemptive pay rise (laughs) clearly (laughs) the second thing is they're supposed to question whether or not you want to keep that client yes um because our team is important Mm. you know we've made all these jokes in the first 10 minutes around you know did the member staff do this that and the other and let's face it nine times out of ten they probably Mm. did do something Mm. um because client relationships don't break down catastrophically over nothing Mm. most of the time most of the time yeah normally again it's that 50 percent rule there is always a nugget of the and that's where we pissed you off Mm. okay um so as the boss it's important for us to find that nugget of learning but we should also question you know is this part of a pattern with this customer Mm. um are they psychotic with everybody um are they really high maintenance have they become more hassle than they're worth Mm. how much do you really need want and desire their custom yeah um, i think that's a really good point because you're right like our team is very valuable yes to us and we you know however much we need to investigate what's happened and perhaps learn it um use it as a learning experience and change something in a process or whatever like you know at the end of the day we most of us with teams have, have worked quite very hard to put that team together and i feel like a responsibility you do have a responsibility to protect them them. from situations that are toxic um however not at the expense Mm. of the profitability and sustainability of the business um so at that point you have got to go i'm really sorry but you know Mm. this client is 50 percent of our business we've got to suck it up yeah yeah um, absolutely yeah. but let's go shopping for a new one shall we mm, exactly. um you know there are bitter realities of life where we do have to suck things up oh, yeah. um but at the same time there are other times where you can go actually no um mm. i don't want to play this anymore 
this isn't making any of us happy. Why are we doing this? Yeah. So if you can afford to ditch the toxic customer, you should ditch the toxic customer. Yeah. I've um, I've got an interesting thing, actually, that happened. It was the other way around. Okay. I had a, a client who actually used one of their staff members to give to um give us some like what they want they didn't want to say say the thing they want you know they they basically used the staff member to say that our contract was cancelled and i was like actually no contract with you um at the time and it was it was really interesting because they put their staff member in a really horrible because he's position. too chicken to do it himself yeah and that was that was quite that was quite an interesting um yeah. interesting scenario when that popped up and I felt you know I I felt incredibly um you know this this staff member who had to you know do this deed for the client um he, he'd done a very good he'd been very good to work with like very very good um so um I ended up offering to write him a, a reference <laughs> if he ever wanted to move to another another job um but yeah, aside from that, I just thought that was that was quite um, that was quite an interesting one. Yeah, yeah, it suddenly shows yeah. quite a lot about that client, and I realised I didn't actually want to be working with them anyway. So that was all, you know. Yeah. Yes. Only if you're too chicken to do it yourself, because literally all you've got to do is send an email. Yeah. The absolutely. amount of effort yeah. you've gone through briefing that member of staff organizing it pushing them yeah. um nagging them to do it yeah you could have just done it yourself it only needed a three-line email yeah, hi andrea exactly. terribly sorry we need to cancel yeah. the contract yeah Lol. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you don't yeah. have to say the reason why you don't have to engage in that you're perfectly entitled to just decide to cancel mm. Um, but I suppose we do stupid things when our head's in a stupid place. Yeah, I mean, we're just, we're, we're simply human, aren't we? Yes. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. back to Nigel and Newbury's question. Mm. From your excellent diversion. Yeah. Once we've uncovered our nugget, yes, we need to be having that conversation with a member of staff reassuring them if they've done nothing wrong mm. and then when you found out what that 50 percent was then we need to do something about it mm. now it may be that you're into a disciplinary situation and you're doing a full investigation on the oh lordy yeah um and those can be like pandora's box <laughs> As you just uncover more and more and more horribleness. Um, I don't know if I've ever been in that situation, but yeah, that's that's enormously good fun. Yeah. You, you talk to one person and go, okay, now let's talk to the next person. Oh. And it just yeah. keeps unraveling yeah. and goes round and round in circles. But you can't stop because, of course, fairness dictates you yeah. have to do this. Um, you can't just go, I'm, I've had enough now. <laughs> Let it stop. Um, take me away. Um, so yeah, that's always good fun. 
Um, we need to look at what retraining needs to happen. We need to look at mm. what performance management needs to happen. Do we need to change our supervision arrangements? Do we need to reallocate people to do different work? Yeah. Sorry, needed to sneeze. <laughs> After I, I was like, okay, I get. I was about to ask a little question. I thought, no, Julia's going to sneeze. I'll just leave. <laughs> you I'll could have failed. So what was your little question? <laughs> My little question was about um, when is it appropriate to get HR in, involved? It very much so, depends on your confidence in dealing yeah. with things. Okay, um, yeah. Yeah. 90% of HR issues can be dealt with if you engage your brain. Okay, yeah. You know, it yeah. is sensible for business owners to learn stuff about HR. Yeah. If you're new to being a business owner, new to having staff, then yes, using an external HR consultancy can help with supporting that learning. Mm. Um but the reality is most HR, most kind of tribunal situations and most massive conflicts tend to be created when you don't have good communication between you and your staff. Yes. So if yeah. you've got lots of trauma with your staff, we need to look at ourselves first. Yeah. yeah. What are we doing wrong to create mm. the trauma? Yeah. Now, it might be that what we did wrong was recruit a bunch of people that we now don't like. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. still did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still got to look at yourself there. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, if you've got some a member of staff that you don't get on with, you did that. Yes. Um, so yeah. own what you did and why. Understand yeah. what you did and why. And now what are you doing about it? Yeah. Um, it's about explaining, um, you know, we're doing this investigation and it's making sure that you go into these investigations with a genuine open mind mm. and be nosy. Yeah. And the thing of, you know, and follow procedure. If you, if a major complaint comes in from a client, then mm. you're going to have an initial conversation about it. And if you don't like what you find, then you need to go down the disciplinary route. Sure. Remembering that disciplinary is around writing the letter to say, you know, we are informally investigating this, this and this. Mm -hmm. These are your rights. Um, the ACAS website, ACAS, yeah. put that into Google, have some fantastic free templates for mm. all of your kind of HR stuff. And they also have explainers on what to do step by step. Mm. So if you've got any questions, ACAS is brilliant. Because they're the arbitration and conciliation service, um, effectively, if you do word for word what they're telling you to do and use their templates, if mm. it ever goes to tribunal, you're in a really good position because you've effectively followed best practice without sure. having to pay for an HR company. I'm not saying don't talk to the HR company, but they are effectively going to use ACAS recommended templates mm. because you'd be stupid not to. Yeah. 
And most people get into trouble in tribunal for not following the kind of best practice stuff as laid out by ACAS. Sure, yeah. So just do what they tell you to do. Yeah. I know it's yeah. an alien concept to many of us. <laughs> so if you don't like what you're finding and you're going, oh, this is, you know, this mm. is this is wrong. I don't like where we've gone. I need to take a stand. Mm. Um, we're going to have to do a disciplinary. And you shouldn't shy away from that because there have to be consequences for your staff for doing the wrong thing. Yeah. So if you really, really stuffed it up, a disciplinary is not unreasonable. Yeah. But we've got to have really, really stuffed it up yeah. or blatantly not followed policy. Yeah. Yeah, it's what have you done wrong? Yeah. Um, wearing hot pants is not really a disciplinary offence, but I suppose it depends on where you wore the hot pants. Suppose it depends on how many times you've been trained in the dress code and how many times you'd worn the hot pants in blatant yeah. breach. So hot pants yeah. could be a disciplinary offence. Yeah. Okay. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> um so you're effectively saying we're investigating this incident, this you know, the fact that you wore hot pants on this day. I'm making it about the hot pants because it's just kind of yeah, it's always it's best good. to have a daft ex, um, example. Yeah. Um, you did this on this day. We, you know, we've had a report of this. We observed this. We've got evidence of that. This is what we're formally investigating. Mm. We're going to be holding, you know, we're basically going to interview you as part of this investigation. And you're mm. still investigating. And this is yeah. often the step that people miss. They go straight from kind of incident into you've got a warning. No. no. Slow down. Mm. Talk to other people. Gather your facts. Make a decision. Yes, we're going to have this hearing. Um, people have a right to be accompanied to the hearing. Um, mm -hmm. You shouldn't be afraid of that. Yeah. Because that person, one, it's going to push you to do it better. Yeah. And two, they're going to have somebody who isn't emotionally involved, potentially, mm. telling them and kind of calibrating their response. Yeah. Um, you know, even when a scary union person turns up, actually, yes, the scary union person is going to make you really think about what you're saying, which is a good thing. Mm. Um, they can be saving you from yourself. Yeah. But they're also going to be going out afterwards going, yeah, no, <laughs> they've got you. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, this is a fair cop, um, particularly if it's a breach of policy. Yes. Yeah, if you were trained on that policy, we've got evidence mm. you were trained on that policy, you've confirmed that you know the policy, and why didn't you follow it then? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's you know you've got really solid ground at that point so we've done our investigation we've done all of our yeah. interviews and then we need to decide what we're doing next yeah um again you're back to the acas website um and this is where it's useful to have had more than one person in the disciplinary hearing with you um mm. so that you've got somebody to talk it over with yeah 
Um, don't shy away from it. Disciplinary isn't instantly about sacking people. It's what people forget. So there's an awful lot of stages beforehand. Mm. Um, so just because you're going to disciplinary doesn't mean that you're getting sacked instantaneously. But it is, you know, what it says on the tin. It's a warning. Don't yeah. do this again. Yeah. Up your game. Um, you can be the most wonderful member of staff, but if you've massively stuffed it up, mm. there are no favours. You know, I had a member of staff who had enormous respect for, he was utterly fabulous, mm. but he had an absolute crisis one day. Yeah. Stuffed it up completely. Yeah. And yeah, it doesn't matter how much I respect you like you know that you're amazing i have to treat you the same as absolutely everybody else yeah because otherwise your team loses respect for you how come he got away with it but i didn't get away with it yeah yeah um and that's often where people go wrong as well yes yeah i i've seen that happen yeah your client may be screaming for somebody's blood, but you shouldn't give them somebody's blood if it wasn't required. No, but you can reassure your client of what the process you've Well, you know, we've taken. carried out a full investigation. We've looked mm. at it. We've potentially held hearings. Um, we've taken yeah. appropriate action. We've swapped this member of staff out. But ultimately, this is our member of staff. Yes. So- our job. Yeah. Our call, not your call. Absolutely. Yeah. And as yeah, a business and as the business owner, you know, your job is to protect your team. Mm. Yeah. But not so much that they get away with not being held accountable for stuffing it up. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's seeing where it goes. Mm. Um, yeah. And normally it's six of one, half a dozen of the other, and both, you know, the client was grumpy and mm. we stuffed it up somewhere. And, you know, most of these times it doesn't end up in anything. You're just, you know, retraining the member of staff, maybe yeah. look at how they're being supervised yeah. and yeah. going, yeah, you're right, they were having a bad day. Um, so, yes, that's all part of the fun, really. Yeah good stuff yes yeah i'll go and change out my hot pants now then just clearly that's good <laughs> i i know that you know you are skinny enough to pull them off but <laughs> middle-aged lady cellulite is not a good look in the work never a good look uh, it's all right team you're safe <laughs> um nobody needs to see your backside to love Oh, that bombshell. <laughs> I think it's probably a good place to leave, isn't it? Um, thank uh, you so much for listening, everybody. I hope you found that one useful. <laughs>